Welcome to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. My name is Max Terman. I'm six foot three, and with me this week is Esposo de la Pastora, the five foot seven L President. Five ten, Scott Reed. Yeah, the starting point guard. Uh, and I can't even shooting guard. Five ten, Bill. But maybe a little less now. But maybe a little less. Maybe five nine and a half by now. Maybe. Uh, Dan. Yes, Max. Will you pray for us? I sure will. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the, what a gift life is, the fact that we're able to be here, mm. uh, have a relationship with you, know you as our Lord and Savior, and, and serve you. So thank you. Thank you for this, the gift of life that you've given us today. And the chance to be here all together, Lord, we ask that you would bring to mind things to say that would be a blessing not only to each other, but to those who are listening. And we pray that you'd bless our listeners and be with them today in the ups and downs of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy anniversary, everybody. Happy Happy anniversary anniversary to you. It has been quite a year. (laughs) It's been a year unlike any other year. But this is 52 weeks since we recorded episode one. Um, You're just as beautiful as the day I married you. (laughs) Scott, take it away. All right, I've got because it's our anniversary. I <laughs> it's found an hour of would you three, <laughs> one year's worth, <laughs> and they all have some pretty good ones on here. So we're just gonna kind of, just gonna kind of wing it. Let's do it. Um, Bill, would you rather, as an alarm every morning, be blasted with ten seconds of music from two speakers on either side of your bed at the volume level of ten? Mm. In other words, super loud. Super is all caps. Or be awakened by a one-minute blast of Arctic air. Oh, golly. Ah, I'll, I'll take the blast of music. All right. Mm. Mm. It's only 10 seconds. I can get into the next room in the, within two seconds. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty fast. That's a good that's point. Fast. I think I, I would take the, like, the whole 10 seconds to find out what was going on. I think I'd take the Arctic air. I think I'd take the Arctic air. I'm I, not good at waking up. No, me neither. I'm so comfortable. Plus, like the song says, waking up is hard to do. <laughs> Go on, Scott. <laughs> it's terrible. Happy anniversary, Dan. Um, Max, would you rather be in an exotic tribe where you must stretch your neck until it is 18 inches long? Okay. Or be in a tribe where a plate is inserted into your lower lip, causing it to eventually hang down six inches from your mouth? These are all real things. I know. That's... Do your lips hang Which one would you rather be a part of? So the thing with the neck people is that if they ever remove those things, they die. Really? Yeah, because your neck can't support at that that length. I don't even know how they get them on. Um, Well, they do them very slowly. I mean, mean how they get each individual one on, because they're smaller than their heads. Oh, well, that's true. Do they, like, go around? Weld them closed, I wonder. That's Mm. a good question. Uh, But for that reason, I would go with with the lip. Fair yeah. enough. I didn't yeah. know that, but that makes sense. Bill? And it's so attractive. How can you resist? Well, that's that's the other thing. But <laughs> we <laughs> don't always, talk about that here. I've always wanted a giant disc in my lip. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan, would you rather live in a simpler time without electricity, plumbing, or cure for disease, or live in a polluted, overcrowded future without without disease or famine? I think I'd choose the simpler life. I mean, that's the, that's the risk dream. that you take, and there's risks we take every day just by being alive and interacting with people. Hmm getting sick so I, I, the idea of living in a polluted mess of a society doesn't sound very appealing hmm. like the simpler rural life i grew up in rural area anyway so yeah fair enough used to it big history buff i am have you read any books about how to whittle furniture <laughs> i'll add that to my list <laughs> all right i did this to myself 
What do you I got? Hate I hate this question. Perfect. Would I rather have to live in a house infested with ticks for the rest of my Ooh. life Woof. or permanently have hair lice? Permanently <laughs> oh, man. have hair lice. Can you say neither? I think I would go... Uh, this might be cheating. <sighs> yeah. Oh, boy. But I think I would go hair lice and, and, just, just, shave. and just shave it all off. I think that is cheating. I think they're going to dance around on your bald head for the rest of your I, life. I think it's better than them dancing around in my hair. <laughs> And I don't want ticks in my house. Ticks are awful. They spread diseases. That's right. Yeah, they sure Lyme do. Lyme disease. That's they right. They sure do. I'm in. Bill, mm. would you rather be trapped in an elevator packed with wet dogs or with three sweaty fat men with bad breath? <laughs> How long does he have to be in this elevator for? <laughs> uh, the same amount of time, either way. <laughs> so maybe 10 minutes? I don't know. I think I'll just take the dogs. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the dogs either way. I'll pet a dog. I don't, don't even have to give me an ultimatum. Just give me those dogs. <laughs> and the dogs even if it was being alone or, or wet dogs, I'd take the dogs. Take the dogs. They'll dry. Yeah. Max, would you rather have... Wait, what's the other option here? Would you rather have your girlfriend repeatedly... This is the terminology they use. Cough milk out of her nostrils oh. every time she laughs. Huh. That's right, cough milk. Uh. Or have her take pride in using her armpits as musical instruments every t- every time you're out in public. <laughs> every t- well, that's not even fair. Well, it's either every There's time There's no talking laughs. to her. She's really sold on that. That's right. It's <laughs> like, you know what? There's just this no is who I am. <laughs> to love me is to accept my armpit farting music. You know, admittedly, I didn't think of it as armpit farting. I was thinking of her making a guitar out of her armpit hairs. Now, go with the armpit farting. It's more appealing. <laughs> Definitely armpit farts. Well, I just, you said it as a musical instrument, so I was thinking about it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> can you read can you read the second option again? Have her take pride in using her armpits as musical instruments every time you're out in public. Does that mean she does it or does no, that just, just mean she's mean proud she, of it? Could it could just time? mean she's proud of it. Because I'm gonna go <sighs> it's dangerous, just in case. Because getting getting past on a technicality and then You've you done wake it before. up. And then and then you wake up one morning and you're like, oh that technicality wasn't real. But I'm gonna go with I think oh. we have to assume that sometimes she'll play, but yeah. always she'll Only take pride. Only when asked. She'll 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 brag about it, and then when people ask her about it, then she'll like, oh fine. For the people. <laughs> so I'll do that. I'll, I'll go with armpit yeah, uh, armpit uh, music. Dan, would you rather lay off good, talented employees for no other reason than to make more profits for the stockholders? <laughs> or jeopardize your own job by not laying off the employees? I'd rather what jeopardize think, my own Dan? job. I I'm just reading down the road. Jeopardize my own job. But do them in order. Well done, Dan. The other one just seems like a stingy, mean thing to do. Can you imagine what would happen if you were like the first one? <laughs> Give more. It's not even more money to you. It's just to the stockholders. True. It's <laughs> like... Okay. All right. And would I rather have a refrigerator that constantly stocked itself with my favorite food and drink? Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. Which is? Or a car that never broke down or ran out of gas. Oh, wow. Those are, that's a rare wow. would you rather. Two what great options. Heck? Well, he that's also has the lice on his head. Guys, that's the, <laughs> that's the first would you rather in 52 weeks that has been two good options. Well, I mean, being trapped in a room with Josh Ramirez or Eric Canova, those <laughs> oh, are two pretty true. good that's options. True. That's true. But that those was were, a special occasion. That was a special <laughs> occasion. Those weren't from the box. Um, Gosh, I think I'd go with the car. Because it'd be really nice to not have to worry about it. Save myself a lot of money either way. Okay. But save myself a lot of money oh, on yeah. the car. And also, I feel like it'd be a little risky having my favorite food on hand all the time. Mm. And you might get tired of it if you have to eat it. All I imagined it like right. it kind of it shifts like whatever mm. your like favorite food is in that moment. Ooh. Like that's kind of what it. Like, that's cool. My favorite yeah. food. It's is cool, pizza but I feel like I'd gain a ton of weight. All right, I'm gonna shift the the categories for this last one, so right. we're not asking the same types of questions. All right, Bill, would you rather wear a tiara all the time or always wear a big fluffy white rabbit's tail? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bill, we got that rabbit suit. We can, we can put it both. to the test. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll take the fluffy rabbit tail. Mm. All right, 
Mm. Because you get to sit on it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's, that's true. Well, when Indeed you're wearing you coats like I am right now, you don't even see it, maybe. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Whereas the tiara, you just... <laughs> I think you deserve People a tiara, see that though. from so far away, too. Like, what is that guy <laughs> got on his head? Especially while you're running. Oh, yeah. yeah. You make a real... real no, I can't stop picturing building a tiara. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> and then the Boston Marathon, you make the front page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you wouldn't because, especially you wouldn't in London, there are runners who are setting records for particular categories. So it really came out strongly in London. There were at least 100 runners who were doing various things. My favorite was the guy who ran the whole marathon in a hospital gown with the back open <laughs> and with, with one of those the IV drip, IV drip <laughs> posts that was on wheels. So you, you watch this guy go by and it was so hilarious because <laughs> he, he was wearing flesh colored shorts. <laughs> so like what? <laughs> so, so all these people were running by with these wild get-ups. It was a lot amazing. of fun. That's such a good physically escaped hospital <laughs> It was hard to run a marathon while dragging on an IV. Oh, it was. Thing. Man, that, that was hard. But it, it wasn't the bad. hardest one. There were people <laughs> wearing gigantic, you know, like Disney heads. Oh, you know? gosh. It's got to get so sweaty. It's, it's a really hot day. It's like in the 80s, yeah, 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 which yeah, in gosh. London was unthinkable that it could get that warm. And they were saying to people, don't do this. Don't do this. You, you're going to get hurt. You're going to be in the hospital. Oh, and, so a lot of them, you would see them about halfway through. Like, man, I'm not doing this anymore because they they really were wiping themselves out. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. Max, would you rather ride from Los Angeles to San Francisco? I think we may have done this one in the Is past. Is this the cows? No. No. Strapped the landing gear, but not the wheel. Of course, clear yeah. of an airliner in no. July with oxygen to breathe. You say in July? That's what it says. All right. Or take the same trip, strapped to the grill of an 18 wheeler in December. Oh, definitely the plane. Get there faster. I don't. I don't <laughs> get know. there faster. I feel like I don't know how how often planes get hit by bugs, but I feel like <laughs> you get hit by 18, a lot of bugs. Eighteen wheelers get hit by bugs a lot, but I think I think bugs are 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 lower to the ground. I mean, there's not a lot of bugs that can fly at you know thirty thousand feet or whatever. Sure, you'd be also stowed inside the aircraft for ninety five percent of the journey. That's what I'm also thinking. But I think you're in a depressurized part of the aircraft. That's true, but yeah. that's why I say you have oxygen to breathe. Sure, but that's so I don't care. Also, I think it's incredibly cold. Well, that's true. It is. But yeah, if I'm stuck on an 18-wheeler, it's going to be pretty cold in December. It might be cold. Well, right. well, it's, it's California. Be that good. It's California. Let's look up how cold it is. I mean, you give, you've given your answer. You All right. Yeah, no. Well, I let's see that. how cold You're it gonna is. You're going to die because it's, it's oh, like 30 <laughs> below Thanks, Bill. up there. I can wear a coat. So like one weekend at the outdoor service. That's right. It'll be just like preaching. I will say something that a little known thing that I didn't know. Is that for most uh, commercial airliners, the the cargo area is pressurized mm. for animals. For animals, and also because uh, physically, it's way more difficult to pressurize half of a half of a cylinder, mm. like only the top half or whatever. I mean, it's it's so much pressure. Yeah. Versus if you just pressurize the whole cylinder, there's a lot yeah. less strain on the system. Makes sense. So, so uh, the standard temperature at thirty thousand feet is negative fifty degrees. Woo! Easy. Easy. You're dead in no time. <laughs> you <laughs> won't even feel it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> thanks, Bill. <laughs> All right. Dan, would you rather um, never again be able to make a phone call in private or always have to read aloud? Oh, man. 
So like anything you're reading, you have to read it out loud yeah. wherever you are. Anytime you want to make a phone call, you have to go find someone to watch. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I need to make a phone call. Do you need my phone? No, I just need you to witness. <laughs> oh, man. I probably choose have to read aloud. Sure. Good choice. I know yeah, people who only read out loud. It's just there's certain things you want to talk with about certain people about with certain people and you don't want someone else yeah. listening and they don't even know who they are. That's right. You want to have privacy. True. I think that's true. So anytime you see me uh, reading, I'll be reading out loud. Sure, you can read quietly. <laughs> you can just mutter yes. to yourself all the time. <laughs> I do that when I read. It helps me focus. Um, would I rather be so famous and adored that I'm always bothered by fans or be famous but so hated <laughs> that no one talks or approaches me? Talks to or approaches me, I suppose. Okay. I wonder what I would be famous for that I was so hated. Because I feel like... It would have to be something weird. I don't think it, it, it's no. not something evil. I think it's like you invented the the baby shark song or something like that. Oh, and everybody a, knows you it. have such a good voice that people are like, Dag Nevitt, He's wow. got such an amazing voice. That Dan can't stand spin him. anything. Dan is so nice. <laughs> Boy, um, that was a good. Spin. I think I. I'm trying to like imagine. <laughs> Come on, Dan. You already got the greatest question ever. Being famous and hated, like that's just kind of a weird. Like I know there are plenty of people that are famous and hated. Yeah. But like hated to the point where no one talks to you, and they're like, "How famous are you if no one is like?" Or, or, I can tell you somebody like this. Me too. You do not want to be Bartman, the guy who, who? Oh, interfered Bartman, the with Cubs the fan. catch oh. during a playoff game. That's true. And the, boy, That's a good point. The TV station just kept showing this guy and the replay over and over. And I said, "You got to quit doing that. This guy's going to get killed before mm-hmm. he even gets to his car." Mm-hmm. And then you look up and you can see the security's taking him out because they know this guy's going to get killed. Dang. Well, yeah. I'm going to go with the other one. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. I don't want to be Bartman. Easy. We saw the guy, the guy from the show Pawn Stars, the old man. Oh, yeah. In an airport. In an airport. And mm. like intentionally didn't go up to him because he's so mean on the show. Like, like what? what mm. We don't yeah. want to meet him. We'd probably <laughs> chew our heads off. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, what are you going to say? Mm-hmm. I love how mean you are. <laughs> and then he snaps at you and you're like, perfect, thank you. <laughs> Can you sign my hand? <laughs> it is time once again for listener mail. Scott. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you very much. Listeners, if you would like to be part of the show, you can send questions, would you rathers, trivia quizzes, and angry old men to podcast at bloomingdalechurch.org, just like, once again, Eric did. Eric asks, how long do we try to get someone to come to Jesus before, quote, giving up, end quote, and letting them choose their life from then on? And I think there's definitely some... um, there's like some some trap answers in there, uh, or or I guess uh, I mean because my gut obviously says like never never give up, um, but I think your relationship with somebody definitely has to evolve, especially if in your your interactions with them and in sharing the gospel with them, um, they're responding incredibly antagonistically or negatively. Um, uh, it doesn't mean that you're stopping, but mm-hmm. it it does mean that you're that you're changing um, and and not watering down the gospel, not anything like that, but, but what I think you just gave like? an excellent answer. <laughs> 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 Moving on. It's time for a word. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to say a word that yeah. sharing the gospel is not exclusively God loves you and has a wonderful yeah. plan for your life. Hmm. Man is sinful and separated from God. It, sharing the gospel is sometimes as simple as, I had the most wonderful prayer answer today. Mm-hmm. Or 
sharing the gospel. For me at LA Fitness, this man was very antagonistic at one level. And he began to tell me about a prostate problem he was having. And I was having a problem at the same time. So we were connecting. I said, you know, I'd like to pray for you. And right there in the gym. And he's like, oh, okay. So I put my, can I put my hand on his shoulder? Yep, I pray for him. And he's, he's just amazed that I don't care that people are walking by, yeah. that they see me praying. Mm. Um, and he says he was healed. Mm. Wow. So this is a big deal now. He asked me to pray for him when he sees me. Uh, so yeah. I, I can't say, and now he's saved. No, that's not true. But th that's that's part of sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, my um, mom, I don't know when, the, it might still be happening for all I know, but there was a period of her time where she was being mentored by this older woman in our in our church back home. And this woman, her husband came with her to church every week. Uh, they were probably in their, I don't know, 70s or 80s. He was not saved. Um Years and years and years went by. She prayed for him all the time, kept coming, not saved. And then he ended up passing. Uh, I don't remember what it was a number of years ago. But before he passed, he became saved. Even mm -hmm. after, I don't know how long they were married, 50 years, we'll say, spitball, mm -hmm. praying for him all the time, going to church all the time. He just didn't didn't buy into it until mm -hmm. right near the end. Mm -hmm. So to that, you know, to, to kind of direct that back to the question, like it's never too late and it's never too long mm. um, to keep trying in some way or another. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I've heard a lot of those stories of people not giving up. And, they, and of course the, uh, <laughs> Bill, you can just, just undo the whole cup. Come on, Bill, you <laughs> got it. Like a Velcro. Take off those gloves. Trying to do right. it so okay. <laughs> nice, man. Thank you, Dom. Yeah. The heat, heat just went off and Thank we're you. feeling nice and toasty. Dom Palandre. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, there's lots of examples of people just not giving up. And, of course, they're not being so on the nose of, like like Bill was saying, like, Jesus loves you. He's got a plan for your life. Yeah. Surrender your life. Be forgiven of your sins. I mean, there's room for that. There's a mm -hmm. place for sharing that. Mm -hmm. But it's also, like, comes organically out of a believer's life to the point where you can't really help it. Mm. It's just part of who you are. And it's going to come out. It's going to leak out. Yeah. Well, it should. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's... I want to bring in something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when it comes to, um, you know, negative relationships, relationships that are bad influences or, or can hurt us, harm us, um, put us in harm's way. Um, how does that factor in? If, if, you know, somebody, uh, is a bad influence on us, um, how long do we, you know, push that relationship? How do we navigate, you know, like you said, kind of sharing mm -hmm. life with them and, and, and sharing what, God is doing in our lives with them. Um, I'm just reading this question of, you know, how long do we try mm -hmm. to get someone to come to Jesus before giving up and letting them choose their life from then on? Mm -hmm. um, you know, that it gets exponentially more complicated the more we say like, well, are we afraid that it's going to negatively impact us? Mm -hmm. and, and obviously God holds us, especially if we ask him to. Mm -hmm. um, and if we are doing this not for our glory, but for his, mm -hmm. um, he does protect us. Um, but what does that kind of look like when it comes to relationships with with people who can who can really hurt us, people who can be um, negative influences as well? I think a good chunk of this has to do with the Holy Spirit and discernment too. When you're saying, "Okay, I want to be sensitive to the nudgings of the Holy Spirit here," or is this person negatively impacting my faith? Because it's really easy to go into a relationship with someone like that or be in it and think 
they're not going to change me. I'm going to change them in, in, yeah. in essence, like I'm going to be a positive influence for them, but they're not going to rub off on me, but to really, really be keen and listening to the Holy spirit and looking at your own life and saying, am I, am I, am I making compromises in my faith, whether in the way I speak or my actions, or do I find myself doing things I wouldn't normally do hmm. when I'm with this person? And I just I think it's important to, because I mean, it's, it's important to not fully cut those kind of people out of our lives, I feel, because I mean, Jesus ate with tax collectors and sinners yeah. and then just wasn't only with the disciples exclusively um, and being like, well, I can't deal with people on the outside, but it is important that, that we're not dragged down in essence into, into sin. Mm. So being vigilant about that, I feel like is an important aspect. Mm. Is there such a thing as giving up? when it comes to the gospel, is there such a thing as giving up and, and letting someone go, especially if somebody is saying like, stop talking to me about this? Well, the coolest story I can remember is from a Spurgeon sermon. I think these two people must have been having a hard time getting along when it came to the gospel. And so the man who was the Christian turned to the other man and said, I want to buy your opportunity to pray. I'm going to pay you $5 and you promise me you will never pray again. And the guy says, sure, I don't pray anyway. Here, I'll take the money. Well, a couple days go by or maybe a couple weeks and that guy comes back to his friend and says, I can't take it anymore. I'm losing my mind. Here's your money back. I've got to be able to pray. Wow. Yeah. And he's a non-Christian. So something's going on. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's working on him and he's losing his mind because he he can't pray. He's got enough integrity to say, I can't, I'm not allowed to pray because I, I was bought out. I sold my soul for $5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's illustration from him because it was a true story. It's, it stayed with me all these years that, wow, that is wild. Hmm. I don't think there's any such thing as giving up, but I think it can... Look at look in different ways, especially if a person is like forbidding you from ever speaking of Jesus again. Which I know people that have done that, not to me personally, but to others around them. Like, hey, someone that I know, my former neighbor in another country, like she had a nanny who was taking care of her kids and was like, don't ever speak to them about Christ. Like, no, she was talking to the kids about God. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so their heart that does happen can keep them in prayer and ask the Lord to soften their hearts to Him and mm-hmm. get to give us an opportunity, mm-hmm. even when it seems like the door has been firmly shoved shut in our faces mm-hmm. and ultimately it's it's christ that they're rejecting mm. and not us i think it's easy to personalize it too mm. like oh they're they're not they're not accepting me it was really they're not accepting jesus sure they don't accept him they're certainly not going to accept us there's another story i remember reading about in the life of dl moody he made a promise to god i will talk to somebody every day about salvation mm. he crawls into bed one night and realizes i haven't talked to anybody today salvation so he gets out of bed puts on his clothes runs out into the street and there's a man walking down a sidewalk and he says to him what do you think about jesus christ and the man looks at moody and says i know who you are leave me alone i don't want to talk about jesus just leave me alone and so moody says well i can't force him on you all right and then he goes to bed because he tried. Hmm. About four days later, there's a knock on his door, and this guy that yeah. spurned him is saying, I haven't been able to sleep for like three nights in a row. I'm losing my mind. 
tell me about Jesus. Wow. <laughs> so Moody leads him to the Lord. And you think, that's why Moody was just so anointed. God would just do all these unusual things because he was out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think <clears throat> at least my temptation is always to sort of try and stay in the shell or in the bubble or say like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like when they're ready, they'll they'll come to my domain. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not exactly how the Great Commission uh, goes. <laughs> it's not like stay <laughs> here and and uh, show the light to anyone who shows up. <laughs> um, unfortunately, life would be a lot easier if it was. But Bill, do you have an update on the Roman Empire? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's time for a word wow. from Rome. Okay, from this Calvin. morning, which was a real treat to be able to read in the morning, mm-hmm. the fall of Rome happens in AD 410. The Goths ransack the city and leave, and the Gothic king, whose name is Alaric, yeah. has a brother named Adolphus. See, Dan knows this. Hey, yeah, Friend yeah, of yeah. yours? So, Alaric, yes. A, <laughs> Good friends. Alaric dies. I'm Adolphus so becomes the new king. And for all practical purposes, he's really the emperor of Rome, even though he doesn't have the title. Okay. He realizes he needs a lot of help. He needs a lot of organization. He needs a political marriage. So he marries the daughter of a great Roman emperor named Theodorus, who was Theodosius, who was a Christian. I I mean, a born-again Christian. Hmm. And Theodosius did a lot of godly things while being the emperor of Rome. He had a daughter whose name is escaping me right this moment. She was 20 years old, very beautiful. And they said, you know, she's not going to want to marry this Adolphus. He's so crude and he's a barbarian. And because she cared about the kingdom, she said, I will marry him. And so this was his wedding gift to her. There were 50, I get the impression, either children or teenagers with two bowls, one in each hand. So they made a procession to her. One bowl was filled with gold. The other bowl was filled with precious jewels. And that was his wedding present to her, these 100 bowls of gold and precious jewels. And they say, it was like nothing compared to what the Goths got out of Rome when they wow. when they ransacked it. Was it Licinia? Yeah, Placinia with a P. Oh yeah, Pul- there's Pulcheria. <laughs> hey, what are the names here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not the kind of names we name kids today. No. <laughs> but at any rate, not yet. <laughs> then they start going into how much wealth the Goths got their hands on, and one of the things was a five. 100-pound plate of gold. Woo. That's quite the plate. And, yeah. and so they would use this, not just the Goths, but the Romans too, to make peace with regions like Gaul. And they'd say, they'd give them the plate? The, the, the people of Gaul would say, we want that plate. And that must be have like, been very well, galling. We don't know. 500 pounds of gold. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want to give you that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what kind of stuff that was happening. Yeah. But at any rate... <laughs> That was one of the things they came into. The other thing was a table that was made out of an emerald. Whoa. And then they put on the outer edge of this emerald pearls. You think, a whole table? I don't care how small that table is. I didn't know there could be an emerald that big. That is just unbelievable. Yeah. So now my mind starts thinking, okay... It's not like you take a hammer and just break up that emerald and say, say. I think I'll make a necklace out of this. (laughs) I 
I think these items might still be in existence, and I suspect they're in the Vatican. Mm-hmm. In the, because the church had a way of getting all these things yeah. eventually. Yeah. yeah. You think, wow, that would be really cool to see. That would be. Yeah. Wow. So that's what my reading was today. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Before we get into topic of the week, uh, it is time once again for What is Going On, the part of the show where we take a look at a passage of Scripture and discuss what is going on. Uh, this week I want to read First Hebrews 5. First Hebrews? <laughs> this week. Not to be We're confused with the second canon. third Hebrews. Technically, yeah. <laughs> it is first Hebrews. It and is. last Hebrews. It's, it's last Hebrews. This week, I want to read last Hebrews. It's not even five. It's one. I want to he- read Hebrews 1. Hebrews. 5 through 13. I'm going to throw Dan out of this room. <laughs> it's the anniversary special. How it many is. dad we jokes can I do in one day? Jokes. You're so right. Okay. Uh, Final Hebrews uh, 1, <laughs> 5 through 13. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. You are my son, and today I have become your father. God also said, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And when he brought his supreme son into this world, God said, let all of God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he says, he sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O oh God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. He also says to the son, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and you made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like an old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing, but you are always the same you will live forever. Mm. And God never said to any of the angels, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. The author of Hebrews uh, is kind of making the point that Jesus is the son of God and that he's higher than the angels, but it also seems like that's a good reminder that Jesus is so much higher than the devil like ever was, Mm. right? Because the devil was an angel. Mm -hmm. And so this is not only a reminder that that. Jesus is is stronger and higher and more glorious than than the angels, which is what the writer of Hebrews is trying to to show to his his readers. Um, but also that the devil never had the power that Jesus has. Mm. And Bill and Dan, you've both mentioned before in my personal friendships with you that like the devil is finite, right? He doesn't like know what's going to happen in the future. Um, which uh, Bill, you mentioned to the young adults group about the. Um, the opening passage of Job uh, talking about the the devil not knowing what's going to happen in the future. And, and Dan, you've talked about that too. Um, what are like the limitations of evil? You know, how much, how much more is God in charge than the devil? Well, look at the end, man. Satan's going to get, this shows God's authority over, over sin and over mm-hmm. evil, over Satan that opened up a burning lake of sulfur and going to get thrown in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's got authority over it all. Satan, I believe, knows that he is, his time is limited mm. and he's just trying to do all he can to discourage people and take as many people as he can with him. Mm-hmm. Yes, evil seems infinite to us because we're living on Satan's turf. Mm. Mm-hmm. He is ruling earth right now and he's running the scoreboard. So there are times when we're winning but the scoreboard says we're getting beaten. Mm. 
because Satan's a liar. So the scoreboard is lying to us. But Dan's exactly right. It's finite because Christ is coming. Satan's going to be cast into the lake of fire. And all evil is going to be in one finite place called hell. Mm. And the rest, we're most concerned about heaven, but it could be that heaven is very, very similar to what we see on earth, but an, a purified earth. That the rest is experiencing the infinite purity and blessing of God. And that goes on for all eternity. So in the light of eternity, evil and Satan are actually very tiny. They're, mm. they're just nothing more than a speck. Mm. Boy, that's really hard to get a brain wrapped around when you're living yeah. surrounded by evil and just yeah. breathing it. Yeah. Mm. But that, that's, the, that's the reality. Yeah. Scott, were you going to... I don't think I have too much to add. Um, my thoughts were kind of similar along the lines of Bill's, which is to say that you know Satan is described as having power in the Bible, and it's really just kind of power in this world. Um, and so we can kind of discern from what we know about him and what we know about the world and what we know about God that really he only has power because we sinned. Mm. Like if we hadn't sinned, then he would have no power. And so his power kind of stems from like our actions, hmm. which like just kind of shows how limited it really is. Yeah. Um, and his power stems from something that will that will one day not exist. Yeah, which has already been defeated. Yeah. And it stems from something that he helped cause. Yeah. Which is yeah. Interesting. yeah. And it's 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 interesting that hmm. like when we look at this the hmm. if you watch um the Passion of the Christ, I think it's been a while since I watched it, but I think when Jesus dies there's a scene of uh, like a shot of Satan, mm. like in hell or wherever he is, not hell, but in his domain. Um, and I think he's like really upset about it because he knows what happened. Mm. And maybe that's, I mean, I certainly don't know what, what he was experiencing and, or what Satan it was experiencing in those moments. But um, I mean, if we look at, you know, Judas betraying Jesus and the Pharisees, you know, just like, I feel like Satan had a hand in that in putting Jesus to death. I don't think he knew what was going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it seems like if he had, yeah. all of these sinful things wouldn't be the things that were leading Jesus to yeah. what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it would be somehow caused by like righteous things because <laughs> yeah. God would have been the one orchestrating it. Mm-hmm. It seems like Satan had his hand in making it happen. I don't think he knew what mm-hmm. was about to happen. Because but I thought, well, get rid of Jesus and it'll all be over. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. And and that's actually come up before on the show when we talked about Jesus being in the wilderness and being tempted, and the question of like, did the devil know that who he was tempting? Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. did he know, or was he like scared and was he trying to figure it out? Sure. Mm-hmm. Whether or not this is the Son of God. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what he knew? Mm-hmm. But I don't think he knew much. <laughs> I can't help but think of the Chronicles of Narnia right now. It's coming okay. to my mind. Yeah. Of just the beautiful allegory that that is. Of like when Bill, you were talking about heaven and thinking about the last book, the last battle. Mm-hmm. Further up and further in you go, yeah. the, the further up you go into heaven, mm-hmm. just the more spacious it gets and the more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And how it is portrayed as a lot like our world, but purified and made mm-hmm. made right and without sin. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and then just thinking about Aslan and the stone table and the white witch. Yeah, killing him, thinking it was gonna be over, and him cracking the table and rising from the dead. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I just, I love Narnia. Yeah. As well as like <laughs> yeah. the portrayal of, I assume it's the Antichrist in the last battle, the donkey mm. wearing a, wearing a lion skin. Yeah. yeah, like compared to a real lion, 
Like that's that's like the comparison we're looking at here. It's like yeah. a donkey wearing a ill-fit yeah. lion skin mm-hmm. compared to Aslan. And one of the things you said, Scott, reminds me of um, a passage. It reminds me of Job quite a bit, and and also um, shows up in in Hebrews as well. But when basically the devil makes the case that like, hey, the reason that Job worships you is because of the mm. good things that you've given him. Like he doesn't actually worship you. And I think that's right. I think that's probably the devil's perspective on on humans as well, is the mm. reason we praise God is because of the things he's given us, mm. not because of who he is. And that that ultimately is why he's able to tempt us, mm. is because he's able to tempt us through things, mm. things that are facsimiles and copies and, and counterfeits of the good things that God gives us or corruptions of the good things that God gives us. And that's why praising God for who he is will always have power mm. and praising God for the things that he gives us is good, but it's not ultimately like the end. Um, it's about what he has done regardless of us. <laughs> and I think uh, I, I love the idea and I, I would love to talk more about it someday of just like how little Satan actually knows and how he's fighting for his life, a losing battle that he doesn't know he's going to lose. Or maybe he knows and he's just in denial. It's possible. He is a liar. Yeah. So... Could he just deceived himself mm-hmm. completely too? Which is another question that came up in the young adults Job discussion of like, why does why does Satan have any followers? <laughs> and is it just because he's lying to them and be like, no, 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 guys, we're going to win. He doesn't have many. That's right. In fact, some sects of Satanism are actually like atheistic. They don't, they just call themselves Satanists because it irritates people. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there are other Satanists that do actually sure. worship, but it's never the biblical Satan. Yeah. They don't have a correct understanding of who he is. So really he doesn't have any followers. I mean I mean like like spirit like like oh, demons. Oh, demons. I mean like ah. demons. I don't mean like people. Oh, sure. People are squishy and stupid and they make all kinds of mistakes. <laughs> Uh, let's get into topic of the week. Topic of the week this week is brought to you once again by the Young Adults Bible Study. Are you 18-ish? Are you slightly more or less than 29 years old? Are you somewhere in between? If you answered yes to even one of these questions, you may be qualified to join the new Young Adults Bible Study. Come be a part of a fun, intentional community of believers and seekers as we learn how to love Jesus more fully and go through some of life's most challenging years together. The Young Adults Bible Study, every Wednesday night, in person, in the coffee house. Visit bloomingdalechurch.org slash adults to learn more. Super yeah. cool group. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. For Topic of the Week this week, we're celebrating our first anniversary as a podcast. Yeah. Happy anniversary, everybody. Happy anniversary to you. I've got some light trivia about the last year in the life of the show, uh, but ultimately... As opposed to heavy trivia? As opposed to... It's not... It's not Beth It's Fleming. not Beth... Caliber, Beth grade. <laughs> I think this is this is amateur stuff, but uh, I'm sure you'd make your dad proud. But ultimately, <laughs> it's true. It's not. He's it's not at the level of my dad. That's for sure. <laughs> He's the one that gave us a Thanksgiving trivia that was like trivia. impossible. That's right. That's right. It was like impossible. Let's <laughs> let's get into it. Um, this will be for fun. There's no prizes, so don't get your hopes up. Um, but I got some fun stats from the last year of the podcast. We're going to start off with... Did you pick up more jelly beans? The exciting one. <laughs> of course I did. Okay. But we're not to bets yet, okay. Dan. Right. We've only got like 10 minutes left before Bill walks out. So He's gone. They're coming soon. Okay. Don't worry, Dan. To a podcast near you. To a podcast near you. <laughs> uh, which of the following <clears throat> episodes is our most listened to episode? Oh, yes. Our four options are spiritual warfare... 
your Bible love story, which was with Beth talking about loving reading the Bible, the class that you guys did. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow, which was the episode about Jesus being conscious of his divinity. And 17 Years, the episode about Bill uh, and his 17 years with Bloomingdale Church. So the mm. options, spiritual warfare, your Bible love story, Jesus conscious of his divinity, or 17 years. Bill. I think it's 17 years. David came on the show and... Yeah, it was cool. People tell me, oh yeah, man, that was my favorite broadcast. I'm, I'm thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Uh, I know at one point spiritual warfare was... I mean, that was a while ago. So I'm going to go with Spiritual Warfare. That was my thinking as well. Spiritual Warfare is still our most listened to. Which is the right one. Uh, going to the opposite end of the list, which is the least listened to episode. I don't know if I want to know this. Of the Bloomingdale's Church <laughs> podcast. The answer may surprise you. 17 years. <laughs> uh, the options are... Um, all very early episodes. That makes sense. Uh, unpreached passages, which was our second episode. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> They're all some of my favorites. Boring and poor, which was the third in our series on ordination, uh, where, <laughs> which was named for Bill's line about oh, yeah. being boring and poor. Oh yeah. I didn't want to go into that. He yeah. definitely avoided one of those. And, uh, why pray for healing? Which was one of the f which was uh, one of the first ones that we did in here in the common grounds, mm. and uh, favorite passages our second huh. episode uh, or our fourth episode, um, where we all brought in a passage that had a lot of meaning to us and we and we talked about it. So those have options again: unpreached passages, born and poor, why pray for healing, favorite passages. Mm. Are these the four least watched? Episodes? These are the four really? least listened okay. to. Yeah. Or least listened to. Yeah. And then the, the other two, the other the ones. The last ones were not the they were not. four most listened to. Okay. Three of them were pretty high, but one of them wasn't. So, uh, Dan, your pick. Unpreached Passages. Scott. Unpreached Passages. Okay, so it's Unpreached Passages, Boring and Poor. I think Unpreached Passages as well. Bill. That, that was my knee-jerk reaction. Now we can all be wrong together. And you all are. It is, in fact, favorite <laughs> passages. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. I oh. don't know why, People but the fourth care. episode is just the one that no one wanted to listen People to. don't care about our favorite passages. <laughs> Tell me more about being born and born. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, a number of our international <laughs> workers do listen to the show, uh, many of them um, through VPNs, which means that <laughs> the country of origin of their listening is different than, uh, than the country they're actually in. Uh, on the flip side, there are plenty of bots on uh, the podcast mm. apps that listen to episodes and then send automated emails, and we've answered a couple of those on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. with that in mind, uh, which, how many countries, how many countries have 10 or more episodes listened to from them, including wow. the United States? So I'll like, give you the United States for free. How many more? How many countries like how show many? that they have ten or more episodes? In, taking into account like the bots and the VPNs and stuff. Sure. Yep. Okay. I mean, I can't. I can't. Including the U.S. In, yes. So it's at least one. All right. We I'm going to guess we three. <laughs> uh, my guess is three. Mine is four. Mine is five. Because oh, why not? <laughs> it is in fact six. Okay. Yeah. So our top six countries are the United States, followed by Senegal, hmm. which is actually a. a Hotbed of podcasting. Hot <laughs> Followed by Belgium, what? Singapore, which we know who that is, and then uh, Ireland and the Netherlands. 
Um, huh. So, uh, yeah. Those weren't the ones I was thinking about. I know. I was now, thinking about that, where our missionaries are that we know that say, mm-hmm. oh, I listen to this. Mm-hmm. Is that like total listenership or like total episodes listened to? That is total episodes listened to. Mm. Okay. So it's not a large listenership in Senegal. It's one man. It's the most episodes. listens to. Next to the United who States. Who has listened to almost every episode. Wow. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> how, uh, let's do some some time-based ones or episode-based ones. Which episode, on which episode did we start saying the heart of the nation? Like number-wise? Mm-hmm. Which number episode? Four. Six. One. It was number three. Yeah. It was number three, and we all remember whose idea it was. Bill. It was Bill. <laughs> of course. It was, of course, Bill. Uh, when did we, what episode did we move into the Common Grounds, Ooh. our new permanent home? Ooh. Twelve. <laughs> I'll, just to be close, 13. I'll say 16. It was 14. Woo! 14, yeah, exactly. Um, the last uh, last episode we did in Dan's old office was with Chelsea. In Dan's uh, current office. Our old office. <laughs> right, in our old office. Yeah, Dan, it still I, has I, the soundproof news, Dan. It still has the soundproofing. <laughs> it does. I put up soundproofing. I can, I can shout in there. We no, never I'm used the soundproofing <laughs> I put up in there. It took me all afternoon, and it sounds so nice in there now, but we'll never go back. Who was who sent in our first piece of listener mail? Dave Warmington, but it was a lie. <laughs> That's right. Judy, oh. So who really wasn't? Judy. Judy Waters. That was second. Beth Fleming. That was later that was Josh Ramirez was Sean Mitchell it was Sean Mitchell Mitchell, of course friend of the show Sean Mitchell thank you Sean Sean. who also writes into bets every week um, and did not win this week Uh, (laughs) sorry question how many total listens how many total plays to qualify as a play they have to get at least six minutes they have to listen to at least 10% of the show which on average is right around five to six minutes so they make it through would you rather typically and then mm-hmm. shut off how many how many listens total total is this SoundCloud and everything this Apple? is everything this is yeah. all the apps and on the website and Spotify how many total listens we got these could be wildly inaccurate 2600 oh Scott I was gonna say a thousand Bill. Yeah, I'm going to say like wait, 3,000. I meant to say 1,500. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> sorry, uh, take backs. I'm sorry. Uh, I did the math wrong. It's 2401. Okay. 2,401 listens. Right. Thank you very much, listeners. Yes, thank you. And bots. <laughs> Especially you bots. Especially you bots. Send us more emails. Send us more emails. Oh, we man. have an email from a bot. Do we? It's um, listener mail. <laughs> this will be a bonus bit, but we have an email from a bot. Um, his name is Soul. Uh-huh. Soul Sinclair writes in and he says, Hello, user 99761852. That's us. <laughs> I <laughs> am Soul. <laughs> and I actually prefer to search through SoundCloud because I got interested for everything. <laughs> Therefore, a few days ago, I saw you tunes from your account, and it is great. Period, period, comma. I really enjoyed you tunes. <laughs> Some amigos of mine are promoting their tunes over the site, and I won't read what the site is, uh, but it's got a Z in it, and it's not a .com, org, net, or anything else I'd ever heard of. It's a dot .something else. .club. A .club? I just believed that might help you to expand you visitors a little bit more. Perhaps you find there's something useful. Excuse me if I disturbed you, but I thought it would succeed also for you. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. 
dot smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Best wishes, SS. <laughs> Thank you, Soul. We've officially hit oh, the big time, boys. Amazing. When you hit 2,400 <laughs> listens, then they start sending you the real cash. Uh, for uh, our, Max, I want to tell you, I love you tunes. <laughs> I love you, you tunes. <laughs> I love you tunes, man. For our closing segment this week, it is time for bets. Last week, we asked the brazen question, would we have an outdoor service despite the cold? And for tiebreakers, we asked if the service was canceled, what time it would be announced, and if the service did happen, when, uh, how many cars would show up? Dan said, no service. Well, 7.45 a.m., 21 cars. Scott said, yes, service, 7.15 and 30 cars. Bill said, no service, 7.48. A lot of sevens and 14 <laughs> cars. I said there was going to be a service. I said 9 a.m., and I said uh, 22 cars. Sean Mitchell wrote in. He said there's no service, 8.30, 20 cars. Um the service was, in fact, not canceled. Dan Marcello even gave uh, communion to I, those who came. I did. From the roof. Which narrows roof. it down to Scott and I as the two who said there would be a service. Uh, Scott said 30 cars. I said 22 cars. There were 15 cars in attendance. So I win again. Happy it was closer on when the announcement was made, though, even though it wasn't a cancellation announcement. That's very answer. true, and if 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 Sean had said yes, he would have won because he really? had twenty he had twenty cars. Bruce, what time did you count the cars? Uh, during communion, I have a picture. Ah, I have, I have evidence. Too soon. I have evidence. <laughs> too, soon. too soon. Well, yeah, because cars kept coming in. I mean, they came in after communion. I, I had a count of eighteen. That's still me. Changes everything. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Bruce. Uh, I'll just call him Bruce. Um, had had some guesses. I forget exactly what they were. Oh, uh, but he was talking to me about it on the weekend. He didn't send them into podcast at bloomingdalechurch.org, so he's not eligible out. for jelly beans. Out. Uh, this week's bet has some math involved, so I hope you'll forgive me. We are all directly involved with some pretty cool ministries: the Young Families Ministry, uh, the class meets on Sunday mornings, right? Yes. In the in the Sunday school hour, the Young Adults Bible Study and Alpha both meet in person tonight, and of course, this podcast goes up every Friday morning. Uh, how many people combined will attend those four events: the Young Adults Bible Study tonight, Alpha tonight with Bill, the uh, Zoom class with Dan? And we'll have listened this time next week to this episode. Dang. Combine them all together. Dan. 85. 85. Big 85. Scott. 75. 75? 73. I said 59. Dan, how many people are in your group usually? Um, Probably about like 17 to 20. Oh, sure. On Zoom. Yeah. And Bill, what about you? Like 10. All right. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be close then. We'll see. <laughs> Listeners, I need you to listen to this episode I need you to stop listening. <laughs> I need you to destroy your computer. <laughs> Go back in time. Go back in time and kill yourself with this in the first minute. Please don't listen to this. Whatever you do. I want to win this bet. Whatever you do for the oh, sake of the bet, so don't listen fine. to this episode until <laughs> Thursday. Until Thursday. That's right. Thank you, listeners. I appreciate that. Ooh. I will put that at the beginning. <laughs> this is Max from the future. Don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so if we get Scott's got twenty five, I got twenty ish. That's right. There's forty five. Forty five. Fifty five. So I gotta get thirty people to listen to the podcast and I win. Mm, a little marketing event. Well, we're not quite at twenty five. We it will be tonight. You will be tonight. We'll be at Ooh, that's a prophecy. That'd be great. And if, and if you don't, we know he's a, he's false, a false prophet. prophet. We'll throw him out of the church and stone him. Yeah. Uh yikes. Wow. I also wrote a hundred and then and then <laughs> <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are co presidents. We think alike. That's, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Um, before we go, any, uh, 
Any thoughts on, on this anniversary? Does anybody... Have you I, tried the 30-day Bloomingdale Church podcast challenge <laughs> where you only listen to the Bloomingdale Church podcast for 30 days? <laughs> See how it impacts your life? I will say, because on, on, you can look at the stats over <laughs> all time uh, per day or like per week, and there are just these insane spikes where like we'll go and we'll have the normal listenership, and then out of nowhere, somebody comes in listens to like 40 episodes, <laughs> gets caught up, and then things go back to normal. <laughs> you can see like once, once per month, somebody discovers the podcast My wife and listens binge to listening. all of them. Amber was binge listening this week <laughs> to like four or five episodes. So I've heard it's good for mowing the lawn and cleaning pools. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been, it's been good to be doing this together. I've, I always look forward to it every Wednesday. Me too. Me I too. do too. I wake up Wednesday morning and say, oh boy, we're going to do the podcast today. All right. We've got <laughs> All stuff right. to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really kidding. do say that. Yeah, yeah. I look yeah, forward it's to fun. it too. Yeah. It's fun. I just love how I can, if I've got like questions, <laughs> I can send them to podcasts at Blooming on Church. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say that. You send them to yourself? I love it if I have questions, <laughs> trivia well, quizzes, though. or would you rather? <laughs> no, but I love that. <laughs> I love how it's conveniently shameless. packaged just for me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and an affordable price. I love that if I have questions, like I can just ask them to you guys. It's amazing. Like, I'm like, this passage doesn't make any sense. Or like, here's a follow-up question to what you said. Um, I love that. Mm. I love that. I've, I've learned a lot and I, I feel like I've, I've gotten closer to God and, and definitely closer to you guys because of it. Yeah. So if, yeah. if everybody stops listening, we'll, st- we'll keep doing this and I'll keep them for myself. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop listening, at least set it to play in your computer. So it looks like we're accomplishing something. <laughs> if you stop listening, at least stop listening in the first 10% of the show so that it doesn't count <laughs> so that I don't lose the bet. Uh, that is all the time that we have this week. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank, Thank you, Max. Max. You have been listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast, brought to you from Bloomingdale, Illinois, the heart of the nation. That was with some feeling at the end there. Once more with feeling. (laughs) The heart of the Galactic Federation. The heart of the Galactic Federation. Xenon will be pleased. We got so many good sign-ups now. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Max. Scott, take us home. I saw in the back of your notes that you had the president. Dan Marcello. In the schedule at the bottom, I, my name was highlighted. Can Whoa. you see from there or did you see it earlier? I can see from here. You can see from I have here. amazing eyes. Yeah, so I don't here's a little thing for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> is that, <laughs> all I can see is the plastic. Right. So a little holding. thing for the listeners, it's in this clear plastic like thing that sits on the table, my notes. Um, and they're double sided. But um, there's parts of the, of the show that we do every week. So like, I haven't retyped the email listeners. If you'd like to be part of the show, which I forgot to say, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can send questions. <laughs> would you? Oh no, I did. You did say that. I did grumpy that old man. Or something. I did that about, yeah. Grumpy old man. Yeah. 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 You can send okay. your excellent eyesight. I thought it was podcast at bloomingdellchurch.org. It's important. We get that. In. Fair enough. I thought it was because of the anniversary. So you wanted the president to do it. Oh, but I'll do it.
Well, I mean, I it's am just the it's your turn. I know it's my so turn. So I don't I don't rewrite. The I email. saw that it was my turn, and so I leave that. It says it says Dan. I can it says, see Dan, Mr. President, take us home. It says it that right here. That. Yeah, but then on the backside of the bottom right, it says outro, and Scott's name's highlighted. Everyone's right? got great eyesight. <laughs> I can't see anything. Okay, <laughs> Dan, it's but right yes. in front of you. But yes, it's every week the first thing I do is I is I unhighlight <laughs> the person who was last week and highlight the next one. I know. And then sometimes oh. I forget to update the text because I, I don't look at that text. What if we say it all together? That. That's fine. I just it, figured it is, you wanted it for the president. It's our anniversary. Yeah. I, I think we should all say it together. Right. I'm from Bloomingdale. It's oh, Wednesday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's, that's not our, the official one. That's voice. our like B-string. But yes, Scott, yes, once again, is. must conduct us because it is his turn. Mr. Co-President. All right. 